Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, everybody. So amazing to be with you. Wherever you're watching this, we do believe God has something special in store just for you. And like we just sang, we believe that God's sending revival. God's sending breakthrough, God's sending help and healing, restoration and provision, that there's peace for every storm and there's breakthrough for everything you're facing right now. And I love that I get to share this time with you and my lovely bride who just gave birth a week ago to a beautiful child and you're looking beautiful and amazing. How are you feeling? I'm feeling so good and so excited to be with all of you today. It's gonna be an incredible weekend here at Hillsong, Kansas City. Amen. Well, I wanna speak for just a few moments, just around the thought of welcome home. Welcome home is plastered all over our locations, all around the world. It's really the heartbeat of our church, that for anybody and everybody, right as they are, can join us, can be a part, but we don't have an insiders club here at Hillsong Church. We're actually so focused on those that aren't connected to Jesus, that we make our space and place and our priority, bringing other people close to Jesus and bringing Jesus to them. And I love that this weekend is, it's Palm Sunday. It's the celebration of the very beginning of Holy Week. Palm Sunday, 2,000 years ago, before Jesus went to the cross, he was welcomed in to, to Jerusalem. And although it wasn't his hometown, they were saying welcome home to the, the city of God, that, that epicenter of the nation that God and the people that God cared so much about. And it says in Matthew 21, verse 9, large Passover crowds surrounded Jesus, shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In other words, they were celebrating the arrival of the Messiah, the chosen one. Ordinary, everyday people were welcoming in the Messiah, lining the way with their own coats and cloaks and waving palm branches saying, hey, here comes our King. You know, Palm Sunday is also called the triumphal entry. And I love that thought that even though Jesus knew he was headed towards the cross, he was headed to death, he already came in with victory. Victory was on his mind, even when all he could see in front of him was death. And I love that Jesus marches right into deadly situations, not reluctantly, but triumphantly. I think it's so relevant to our lives, to our situation today. That Jesus isn't at a distance, he's walking right into the midst where people are seeing death and destruction, lack and, and frustration, where people have so much to be anxious about. Jesus comes marching in declaring, no, this will be victorious. I will be victorious in this situation. You know, Jesus is called the Christ. And Christ isn't Jesus' last name. It means the Holy One or the Anointed One or the Only One. Holy means set apart. He's set apart not from you. He set apart for you. He was different on purpose so he can make a difference in our lives. And we just wanna take a few moments with just this thought of welcome home to talk about what Jesus has done and what he wants to do and our response to being ones that have been welcomed into the family of God. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 from the message, Paul writes, you'll remember friends that when I first came to you, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy, I deliberately kept it plain and simple. First Jesus and who he is, then Jesus and what he's done, or then Jesus who is crucified. I love that we're a church, a welcome home church. And you know, lately we've all found ourselves at home, 
a little bit more than usual. And it's actually the wise thing for every single one of us to remain at home. And you know, scripture says, it's a promise, so I just have decided to go ahead and claim it, that God works all things together for the good. So I've just decided that in this season, I'm gonna work a few things for my good. And so I've been getting Kyle to do a few home projects that maybe we haven't ever made time for around the house. And you know what, as we're at home, we have an opportunity to really welcome Jesus into our home, into our lives, into our marriages, our family, our fears, our finances, our relationships in a brand new way. Do you know that you have the opportunity and you actually have to give Jesus permission granted to come into your home today, to come into your life in a brand new way because we believe that he's wanting to show up with a triumphal entry into your life like never before. You know, for most of us, we would say, Jesus, you know what? He is my savior. But you know what? The Greek word for savior is sotar. And sotar means deliverer and preserver. And that's exactly what he wants to practically be for you. He doesn't just want to be a feeling. He doesn't just want to be your God up in heaven. He doesn't just want to secure your eternity. He wants to secure this season that you're walking in right here and right now. He wants to deliver you, not from some of your fears. He wants to deliver you from all of your fears. That's what his great love does for every single one of us. He wants to preserve your family, your finances, and guess what church? We want to encourage you today that he is the God of your future, that he has secured your future, that he's gone ahead of you. He's not just behind you. He's not just with you right now, but the Bible says that we don't have to have fear of the future because our God has already gone ahead of us. He is your shield. He is your strong tower. He has surrounded you. So guess what? He is your preserver and he is your deliverer. And you have to choose to believe that today. He wants to show up in your life. He wants to show you who he really is. He wants to be your triumphant savior. You know, this week is Passover week from the Old Testament story where God delivered his people under the tyranny and slavery of Egypt. There were plagues involved and the final plague was the death of every firstborn son. But there was also salvation for those, not just death for everyone, for those that would listen to God, would obey God, would honor God. Those that would make a sacrifice of a lamb and put the blood of that lamb on their doorpost. It said that death would pass over their house, protecting their family, saving them. You know, Jesus, when he entered into Jerusalem in the beginning of Passover week, he's headed towards what we call Good Friday, but that's actually Passover. 
He's headed to Passover to be the lamb, to be the sacrifice once and for all of us so that we could put our trust in him. And if you will, cover the doorposts of our lives, of our families, of our homes with his blood so that the enemy has to pass over our dwelling, our families and move on. That we are saved from death, saved from sin, saved from our enemy. It's amazing to look at the correlation between the Old Testament Passover and this day we call Good Friday, this Passover of our Savior Jesus. That it all started at 9 a.m. In the Old Testament, that's when they sacrificed the lamb. In the New Testament, that's when Jesus was nailed to the cross. And at 3 p.m., that's when they put the lamb into the oven, into the fire to be cooked for the Passover meal. That's when Jesus went into the tomb. And what delivered them back then from the enemy is the same thing that God can deliver us with. It's the blood of the lamb. It's the sacrifice of Jesus that sets us free from the tyranny of the enemy and prepares us for the life that God has saved us for. So who is Jesus to us? Let's keep it simple. First off, he's our savior. He's the only one and he's the one that paid the price so that we can know the love of God and be forgiven from our sins. What did Jesus do? He died for the sins of all mankind. That's what John the Baptist says in John chapter 1 verse 29. The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and he declared, look, it's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus takes the sins of the whole world. Every single person on the planet, their sins have already been paid for. But it's for those that will obey, will hear the word of God and apply the protection of the blood of Jesus over their home, over their life, over their heart. Those are the ones that the plague, death, sin, the enemy can't last, can't impact. It has to pass over from them. I want to challenge many of you. You're still carrying around the sin and the shame of yesterday. It's already been settled at the cross. You don't have to wait till Good Friday or Resurrection Sunday to have your own God encounter of resurrected life right now. You can declare the blood of Jesus has paid for my sins and it is my protection in this world gone wrong. I'm putting my hope in what Jesus has already done for me. And the same God that rescued his people out of Egypt is the same God who will rescue you from this situation as well. One thing I think it's good for us is to grab personal ownership of this promise of God's protection and salvation. Because even though he saved the whole world, you need to know he saved you. He did it for you. The Bible says he did it just for you. So you've got to make your own decision to say, welcome home to the grace of God. Welcome home to forgiveness. Welcome home to peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, in the Old Testament instructions about the Passover meal, it says in Exodus chapter 12, verse five, the animals you choose must be a year old male without defect. You know, this is why that at the birth of Jesus, the first people that showed up on the scene were shepherds. They were the ones that knew a healthy lamb. God sent them to inspect the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice that would pay for the sins of all mankind. You know, Jesus was always under inspection. Everyone was watching, everyone was listening. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the leaders of that day were always scrutinizing every word that he said. Even that holy week, that final week, he was under inspection, even by Pilate. And Pilate said, I find no fault, no blame in him. And yet Jesus, without having done anything wrong, still died. In other words, he passed the inspection and still went to the sacrifice. 
The truth is, and I'd love for you to grab a hold of this today, the more you look at Jesus, the more you examine who he really is, not what someone else has told you about him, not maybe what you heard in church growing up, but who he is to you, the more you really look at him, not just historic Jesus, but the living, breathing savior of the world who is very much alive today, the more you look at Jesus, the better he is, the better he gets. Some of you need to inspect him again. Some of you have been living off yesterday's revelation, yesterday's salvation decision, and you need to say welcome home all over again to a personal, up-close relationship with Jesus. The worse your life is, the more you need to look at Him. When times are going rough like they are for the whole world, the more you need to look at Him. And when you look at Jesus as your own Savior, you'll find that just as He was faithful to the cross, He'll be faithful in your situation. He'll be faithful whatever crossroads you find yourself in. He will bring protection, health, and breakthrough in your situation even today. We just brought our brand new baby girl back home, Elle Golden. And when I dreamed about the day that she would be birthed and brought into this world, I could have never fathomed the climate of the world that she would have been brought into, that we would be in a quarantined global pandemic. But you know what, I believe that God knew exactly the time. I believe that the timing was prophetic and I've been thinking about it and the Holy Spirit has been whispering to me about how much God brings brand new gifts and that His light always shines the brightest in the middle of darkness. And I would encourage you, we've heard it a lot, Isaiah 43, 18, verse 19, that behold, God is doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive, do you know it, that God wants to make a way in the wilderness and streams in the dry land? But I believe that if we ever really experience, walk that out in reality, that you and me and together collectively, we have to have eyes to see. We have to have what Ephesians 3 says, that the eyes of our heart would be open and enlightened because when you would look around, you could see darkness, you could see despair, you could see months of having to stay at home and, and what about work, what about jobs, but guess what? Right here and right now, I believe that the Spirit of God is whispering to your heart, I'm doing something brand new. I'm bringing brand new gifts into your life. Just as Elle Golden was brought home, what a gift. And being home is actually a safe place. And guess what? When Christ is our home, we always have a safe place. When Christ is our home, we don't have to fear evil. When Christ is our foundation, the light of who he is begins to shine through us and darkness has to flee. Over this last week, as Ella's been at home, it has been so sweet to see Blair and Graham just get to know her, want to hold her. And even as I'm up late feeding her or rocking her, I feel like I'm getting to know her in brand new ways as I'm not just wondering who she is. Now I'm holding her, the promise, I'm holding my baby girl. And you know what, church? That's the same for the promises of God. We're in a season that we need to be carefully considering the promises of God. Maybe you know the promises of God. Maybe you walked in them, or maybe you're just now getting to know who Jesus is and the promises that he has specifically made for your life. Now is the time 
for every single one of us to hold the promises of God closer, to get to know them more intimately and receive them in all that he has done for us. His promises, they're not far off. His promises, they're not just hyper-spiritual, theoretical things that maybe we can hope, wish, and pray for. No, they're yes and amen. They're yes and amen for your fears. They're yes and amen for right here and right now. And all you have to do is open up your heart and receive them. So this week, we're saying welcome home to Jesus for ourselves. We're saying welcome home to the promises in God's word for our own lives, for our own families, for our own future. And I also wanna challenge you to truly make this a holy week, a week set apart for what God wants to do. Take this week, many of us have a new schedule, a lot more free time on our hands. It's not business as usual. And I know life can get hectic right now, taking care of kids and families and everything, but we've got some time like never before set aside and take that precious time. It's that one commodity that you only get a finite amount of. Take that time and let's really inspect Jesus. Every place where you see your own insufficiency, know that Christ is more than enough. He'll make up the difference in your life. You know, your savior is perfect so you can trust him to perfect you. What I love about Jesus is that he's not just my inspiration because inspiration, it can come and go. But Jesus, he is actually my destination. And every day that I follow him, I am made to look more and more like Jesus. And isn't that the goal, church? Less of me, more of him, less of you, more of Jesus in our life. That's what the world around us needs anyway. Because see, he's not just your hope for tomorrow. He's actually your help for today. You know, it says in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, it says, you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. I love that, that Jesus's blood, it wasn't just something like ordinary, it was precious blood, which mean it was very costly. And the truth is this, that the more you know the value of the cross, the more you begin to know your worth. And I believe that in your life, that your worth is gonna begin to rise, not because it's changed, because it hasn't, but because you're gonna get a revelation and a brand new awareness of how valuable and how worthy you really are because of what Jesus has done. It's not about your good works. It's not about what you've done. It's about what Jesus has already done for you. So in this time, as, as Kyle shared, we have a little bit more time and it's a great time to kind of recalibrate what's happening on the inside of us, the bedrock of our foundation. Maybe where we got our value from our spouse or our job or our finances or our kids or external things around us, it's a time and a season to truly know that our value and our worth, it doesn't come from external things. It comes from what Jesus Christ has already settled, has already done, and has already worked out and finished for you and for me. Wow, that's, that's incredible. You know, one of the things I love about our church is it's not an insider-only club. You know, the same was for the Passover celebration. 
In fact, every single year from that first year of God's liberation of his people in Egypt to what we now celebrate as Good Friday, it, although it's a personal time of reflection of what Jesus has done for you, the worth of the cross, your real value, it's actually a celebration with family for us to rally around what matters the most. There's a Passover party and there's a place for every single person. It says in Exodus chapter 12, that when they're preparing that Passover meal, if there was any household too small for, for the whole meal or the whole lamb to be taken and to be eaten, they would have to share it with their nearest neighbor. And I love that thought, that in our day and age, although we're not eating the same meal every year in Passover, we're celebrating the Passover lamb of Jesus. But it's a meal so big. It, it's, it's such a beautiful, breathtaking gift from God. It's too great for any one person or one family just to keep to ourselves. That it's something that requires sharing with our neighbors, sharing with our community, shouting to our city, celebrating all of us coming together and celebrating the gift of Jesus. You know, I believe the more of Jesus that we get in us, the more we're becoming like Him, the more we need to let Jesus work through us. See, spiritual maturity is not measured by what you know, it's measured by how much you make Jesus known to the world around you. The spirit of welcome home is not just to look out for our place or for our family or our friends, but it is to make more space for others. And in this season, it could be so easy just to think, oh, how could I do that? I'm gonna tell you, God wants to use you still in this season. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And that just means that we have a heart for others, that we have a heart to reach out, that we have a heart that no matter what it takes, we get creative, we get innovative in how we are going to reach the world around us. And I'm so excited about how, as a church, we're gonna get creative on how we're gonna reach our neighborhoods, our friends, and our communities. And I'll tell you this, it starts even through prayer. You know, as we're praying this week, I have something for you to ask God to put on your heart. You know, I want to end this time together with really a call to make Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday something that really matters in the lives of the people all around us. Something that will matter for our church, for our city, for your neighborhood, maybe even someone in your own world, maybe even someone in your own family. Our team has been working so diligently, as though it's not, it's not Easter as usual. I think it's going to be something unusual something spectacular, something unbelievable. Because guess what? Easter isn't canceled. Resurrection isn't canceled. Breakthrough isn't canceled. The gift of Jesus and His grace isn't canceled. It's on, and it's on this next weekend like never before. So however you're going to experience it online with your family, don't do it alone. Make sure you're encouraging your neighbors, your friends, everyone on your street, everyone from your old class or your workplace, they know that this is a message that they need to hear. And we believe as the message goes out, that hope's gonna go out. Lives will be changed. Breakthrough will happen in Jesus' name. It's a time to spread hope like never before. 
our team and you as a church, we've been working like crazy to meet the needs of our city like never before. But the greatest need that our city has is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we believe that on Good Friday and on Easter weekend, that it's going to be a season of resurrection and change for people's lives like never before. So for everything you need to know about our online experience for Good Friday and for Easter, go to EasterKansasCity.com and make sure you don't just keep that domain to yourself. You spread it around to everybody that you know. And I want to take a moment before we enter into Holy Week to give you an opportunity to enter into a relationship with a holy God, with a perfect God. And He doesn't expect perfection from us. He's already given us perfection by giving us Jesus at the cross. In fact, it says in Romans chapter 10 that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means you and me, anyone and everyone. All we need to do is believe in our hearts that Jesus is who he says he is, paid the price for our sins, and then we declare we can call on the Lord and salvation season starts in our life. We can say, welcome home to the grace of God. Welcome home to a brand new start. Welcome home to a life with and in the love of God. So I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Maybe you prayed this prayer before. Maybe you haven't prayed it ever. This is your moment of salvation. This is your moment of welcome home. I want to encourage you to say it out loud after me because it's something powerful about making an outward declaration about an inward belief. Would you join me in prayer? Let's pray. Say this after me. Say, thank you, God, for giving me Jesus. I believe his sacrifice has saved me from my sins. My past is behind me. My future with you is right in front of me. From today on, all of my heart is all yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, I believe if you prayed that prayer, that you have a brand new start in a relationship with God. We want to tell you, welcome home. Welcome home to the family of faith. Welcome home to Hillsong Church. And welcome home to a beautiful future that God has for you.